Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. So today inshallah we are continuing our names of Allah and we're going to be looking at the name of Allah, Nur al-Samawati wal-Ard. Or you could also say An-Nur and that there's a bit of a discussion about these two names of Allah. We're going to get into it in a moment. But the, the word itself, Nur, comes from the root verb of Nar yanuru nawran fahuwa na'irun and the maf'ul is manurun. And this means to be bright, to enlighten, to reveal something, to distinguish something, to frighten, because it could be like a flash and it frightens, and to flicker or to move. And this is in reference to fire, which also, you know, now, uh, that's what is a fire. It can frighten somebody, it can flicker, and it also moves, you know, the, the flame dances, if you will. So, uh, an-nur refers to anything that gives light and makes things visible. Allah Ta'ala, uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala delivers light. Uh, through him all is made visible. So this is one implication. But the big question we have to ask ourselves is, An-Nur, is it actually a name of Allah or not? So there's two, uh, you could say, schools of thought on this matter. Uh, you have those who say, yes, indeed it is, like Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Qayyim, and As-Sa'adi, and others. They say, yes, of course, uh, Rahimahumullah, may Allah have mercy on them. These are the scholars that say, yes, An-Nur is the name of Allah, which means that the name, which some people have, Abdul nur is a legitimate name. So there's nothing wrong with the having that name. This is their opinion. But others would say no. Uh, others such as uh, Ibn Baz, Salih al-Fawzan, uh, Abdul Aziz, al-Sheikh, and others would say no because, uh, may Allah Ta'ala bless them as well. Why? Because they would say that uh, Nur is only found in a construct phrase. It's only found in the Quran as Nurus Samawati Wal Ard. And therefore, you can call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this entire construct phrase saying that Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. But just saying that He is the light, they would take issue with this. And Allah knows best. Uh, but if we are going to go with the first opinion that An Nur is the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then uh, we would say that it would be translated as Allah is is the light, an-nur, or the guide, or the illuminator, as in the illuminator of the hearts. These are all different ways of translating an-nur, the light, the guide, or the illuminator. Yes, and we would find that this name of Allah only shows up once in the Qur'an, and of course this is the famous ayat an-nur, the, 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 the verse of the Qur'an about light. And this is one of these uh, powerful, similar to ayat al-kursi, sim, similar to surah al-ikhlas, these are, it's one of those sections where you find that it's just describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, which gives it such a weight to it and makes it so powerful. And I won't be going through this entire ayah, but I did do a khutbah on this topic. So um, it's in my series on parables in the Qur'an, because it's, it's a method. It's one of the uh, amthal, amthal al-Qur'an, um, or mithal al-Qur'an. So therefore, it's in that series of mine. If anybody wants to watch uh, a more detailed explanation about that ayah, it's online. Uh, that being said, though, we're just going to take a look at the beginning portion. Allah Ta'ala says, Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. That Allah says, Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. So Ibn al-Qayyim says that with regards to Allah's light, uh, it has a doer, a receiver, it has a place, and a carrier, and an essence. Or you could say it has a fa'il and a qabil, a mahal, a uh, hamil, and a maddah. So he has these five different sort of uh, qualities that revolve around Allah's nur. So when it comes to the doer, this is obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the one who is the one giving the light. When it comes to the receiver, this is the abd. This is the slave. This is the servant. This is us. We're the ones receiving his light. So he gives the light and we receive it. When it comes to its place, al-mahal, he says that it's in the hearts. This is, this is the place that it is received. It has a carrier, al-hamil, is the carrier. And this is in reference to uh, uh, a believer's passions and determination. 
you have to be passionate and determined to actually carry out this, uh, to carry this light and to fulfill it and so forth. And then of course it has an essence, al-madda, and this is the, the essence of Allah's light in one's heart who is carrying it is what is it's in his speech and in, in his actions. That's how it's going to be, uh, you could say, manifested or the reality of it is going to take place. So there are two types of light that we can refer to. Allah's literal light. Now, of course, this is a light that will burn us in this life. Uh, it is too much for us to handle. This is beyond our capacity. We know this from the story of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Musa salam mentioned in Surah A'raf, ayah number 143, where Allah says, That Allah ta'ala says, And when Moses, when Musa salam arrived at our appointed time and his Lord spoke to him, he said, my Lord, show me yourself that I may look at you. So Allah Ta'ala says, you will not see me, but look at the mountain. If it should remain in place, then you will see me. But when his Lord appeared to the mountain, he rendered it level and Moses, Musa salam, fell unconscious. And when he awoke, he said, what? Qala subhanaka tubtu ilayka wa ana awwalul mu'minin. He said, uh, when he awoke, he said, Glory be to you, exalted are you, I have repented to you, and I am of the first to believe. So this is a beautiful scene that we're understanding that when it comes to looking at Allah Ta'ala and uh, receiving Allah Ta'ala's literal light, it is too much for us to handle. And so Musa, Musa reaching the status of Kalimullah, the one who spoke to Allah, he still wanted more. So he said, Ya Allah, I don't just want to speak to you, I want to see you. So Allah Ta'ala uh, informed him that that's not going to take place in this life, that can only take place in the next life. Um, that faces on that day will be beaming. Why? Because they will be looking directly at their Lord. SubhanAllah. This is something that we all look forward to in the afterlife. But in this life, not possible. Uh, in fact, the Prophet says what? Uh, that his veil is light. Allah Ta'ala's veil is light. This is something that is, uh, you know, and, and, and furthermore, the Prophet when he made the Isra wal Mi'raj going up into this divine presence, we know that Abu Dhar, uh, he asked him what? Sa'altu Rasulullah I asked the Messenger of Allah, did you see your Lord? He said, light, as in it was just light. How could I see him? So he's asking, how could I possibly see when it was just light? This is Allah's, you could say, hijabuhu nur, his barrier, uh, his veil, his covering is of light. So that's the literal concept of Allah Ta'ala's light. Obviously, Allah Ta'ala is also the controller and the one who blessed us with the physical light that we have because of the sun and the moon and so forth. But in addition to that, then there's the figurative meaning, meaning guidance. The Qur'an is a nur, as Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ نُورًا مُبِينًا And we have sent down to you a clear light. This is talking about the Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ is a light, where Allah says, وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا And one who invites to Allah by his permission and an illuminating lamp. That the Prophet ﷺ is calling to Allah and he is an illuminating lamp. The Prophet ﷺ is himself, in this figurative way, a nur, a light, uh, from the sense, in the meaning that he is a guide. That furthermore, even one's faith, one's taqwa, this is a, a form of nur that burns in the heart, as Allah says, لَكُمْ نُورًا تَمْشُونَ بِهِ that, and, uh, and make for you a light by which you walk uh, with it. So Allah Ta'ala is describing the believers as those who have this light that they live by. They have this faith, they have this guidance, and they are living by it, that's walking with this light. Uh, Allah Ta'ala uh, teaches us that when we take it upon ourselves to teach the truth, to preserve the truth of Islam, 
then we are really uh, uh, preserving Allah's light. They want to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths, but Allah will perfect His light. So the more people try to call against Islam versus us who are calling to Islam, these people are trying to drown out the, the light, and we are the ones who are going to help uh, uh, be the instruments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilling this light and perfecting His light to the whole world. And this goes not just to Quran, but also teaching a hadith. The Prophet says what? نَظَّرَ اللَّهُ إِمْرَأً سَمِعَ مِنَّا حَدِيثًا فَحَفِظَهُ حَتَّى يُبَلِّغَهُ يُبَلِّغَهُ فَرُبَّ حَامِلِ فِقْهٍ إِلَى مَنْ هُوَ أَفْقَهُ مِنْهُ وَرُبَّ حَامِلِ فِقْهٍ لَيْسَ بِفَقِيهٍ That may Allah brighten a man who hears, as in brighten him up, who uh, uh, hears a tradition, a hadith, from us, memorizes it by heart and passes it on to others, many a times the bearer of knowledge who conveys it was going to convey it to somebody who is more knowledgeable. And many a bearer of knowledge is not versed in it. SubhanAllah. So the Prophet here is saying what? The Prophet is explaining that may Allah brighten the face of the ones who memorize a hadith and share it because it could even be the case that he memorized it, he maybe has some appreciation of it, but he's going to pass it on to those in the future who will study it more and understand it better and will be able to derive more rulings and more wisdom from it. So subhanAllah, you were just conveying this knowledge and others who received it benefited so much more. So what a beautiful motivation to carry on and to teach and to learn and to apply the hadith of the Prophet Salah is a nur. As the Prophet says what? As-salatu nurun. That prayer is a light. SubhanAllah. Every time you stand for salah, you are brightening your light. And the Prophet also says as-sabru diya'un. Patience or endurance is also a burning lamp or a brightness as well, subhanAllah. So we, whenever you're going through hard times and you feel like you're being burned, just know that that burning is causing a light to come out, inshallah, so long as you can be patient and uh, not allow yourself to go beyond the boundaries that Allah Ta'ala has made for us. In fact, praying at night can do so even more. You find that some scholars, they used to say a, a, a very common phrase where they would say, Men salatuhu bil-layl hasuna wajhu bin-nahar. Whoever increases their night prayers the more their faces are beautiful and brightened during the day. So this is what you want to do. You want to make sure that you are performing this salah, this nur, at a time when nobody's looking so it is sincere, so that this light can be upon you day and night, constantly, inshallah ta'ala. Those who walk in the darkness to the masjid, you know some people, they live close to the masjid, when it's Fajr time or, or Isha time, they walk even in the darkness. This is in and of itself a light. As the Prophet says, what? بشر المشائين في الظلم إلى المساجد بالنور التام يوم القيامة Give glad tidings to those who walk regularly to the masajid, to the mosques, in the darkness, for having a perfect light on judgment day. judgment day. Give them the glad tidings that that's what they're going to have as a result. This perfect light is waiting for them, subhanAllah. We even know that, subhanAllah, the love between two believers, when you find that the believers have love for one another, as a community we love one another, that this in and of itself is going to be a light on judgment day. As the Prophet tells us, what? إِنَّ مِنْ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ عِبَادًا لَيْسُوا Indeed, there are certain worshippers of Allah, the prophets and the martyrs, they are not, they themselves are not prophets, and yet the prophets and the martyrs will envy them. SubhanAllah. And so they were asked, so the Prophet was asked, uh, who are these people? Uh, so that perhaps we can love them. I mean, we want to get close to such people. And the Prophet says, What? They are a people who love one another with the light of Allah, despite having no blood relation between them. 
Their faces will be light, and they will be upon pulpits of light. They do not fear when the people uh, uh, they do not fear when the people uh, fear, and they do not grieve when the people grieve. In other words, uh, they don't worry about these dunyawi matters that other people normally worry about. Why? Because they have that pure light that is of faith that bonds them together, and that's what matters. Subhanallah, standing up for justice is in and of itself a form of light as well, as the Prophet says. Behold, the dispensers of justice, the people who establish justice, will be seated on the pulpits of light besides Allah, on the right side of the most merciful, exalted, and glorious is He. SubhanAllah, whether you are having love for your brothers, whether you are somebody, your brothers and sisters, of course, whether you are somebody who is establishing light, whether you're just praying your salah, whether you're being patient, whether you're walking to the masjid, all these different instances, memorizing Quran, sharing the hadith, applying the hadith, so many different ways to bring more nur and more light into your life. So how should we apply all this? We should make dua and ask Allah Ta'ala to give us this light. Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura, wa fi sam'i nura, wa fi basari nura, wa an yameeni nura, wa an shimali nura, wa amami nura, wa khalfi nura, wa fawqi nura, wa tahti nura, wa ja'al li nura, aw qala wa ja'al ni nura. So there's a beautiful hadith in Sahih Muslim. Oh Allah, place light in my heart and in my hearing and in my sight. Place light on my right and place light on my left. Make a light in front of me and behind me and a light above me and below me and make light for me. Or he said, make me a light. Give me me an actual light as well, like a light for others. Further, there are many, many different hadith like this. Allahumma lak alhamd wa anta nuru samawati wal ard wa man fihin. The Prophet says it's part of a lengthier dua, but part of it says, Oh Allah, uh, yours is all praise. You are the light of the heavens and the earth and, and whoever is in them. Many different hadith like this. So we want to be those who seek knowledge. This is how it affects us that Allah says, uh, and is one who was dead and we gave him life and made for him light by which to walk among the people like the one who is in darkness, never to emerge therefrom. How can you compare the two? How can you compare the one who has this light and who doesn't? So clearly this is a motivation to do what? To study your deen so you have this light. You want to also give da'wah. Because Allah Ta'ala says, Alif Lam Ra, Kitabun Anzal Nahu Ileka, Li Tukhrijan Nas, Minas Zulumati Ilan Nuri, Bi Idni Rabbihim, Ila Surat Al Aziz Al Hamid. Alif Lam Ra, this is a book which we have revealed to you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that you might bring mankind out of darkness into light by the permission of their Lord to the path of the exalted in might and the praiseworthy. So, yes, we have to make the intention. Make the intention to give da'wah, to call to Islam, to call to this light. Because the Prophet tells us what? Whoever intends to do good but doesn't do it, then it was recorded for him as if he did it once. And if he actually does do it, then subhanAllah, it's written for you that it, whether it be seven times or, uh, excuse me, ten times or whether it be seven hundred times. SubhanAllah, it could be multiplied and multiplied if you actually end up doing it. But just make the intention. Make the intention to call to this light, inshallah ta'ala, and inshallah it may happen. And know that, of course, Allah Ta'ala's light will keep on shining forth no matter what. They want to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths, but Allah will perfect his light although the disbelievers dislike it. And the final point that I want to say is, never be of those who hide your knowledge. If somebody asks you a question, don't lie, don't conceal the truth, and don't conceal the light. As Allah Ta'ala says, 
ان الذين يكتمون ما انزلنا من البينات والهدى من بعد ما بيناه للناس في الكتاب اولئك يلعنهم الله ويلعنهم اللاعنون indeed those who conceal that which we sent down of clear proofs and guidance after we made it clear for the people in the scripture those are cursed by Allah and cursed by those who curse subhanallah nobody wants to be cursed so never hide or conceal the light rather share it practice it live this light may Allah Ta'ala make us of those who have light on judgment day who can walk with light in our lives may Allah Ta'ala make us closer to him who is an-nur the ultimate source of all light nurus samawati wal ard the light of the heavens and the earth jazakallahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh